It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, let's get it. Locked On College Football. I'm Matt Moscone from Locked On LSU. He is Kevin McGuire from Locked On Nittany Lions. And it is crazy all over college football. Dude, especially in Big Ten country, man. Let's start. I'm just going to like chess pass into your end of the floor because Ohio State's up against it now. They're fourth in the latest rankings, but they've only played four games. If any more get canceled, they don't qualify for the Big Ten championship game. Now Barry Alvarez, the Wisconsin AD, is saying Big Ten needs to look at changing its self-imposed guidelines to make sure Ohio State has a chance to get into the college football playoff or into the the Big Ten championship game. So, all right, you take the baton. What does the Big Ten do here? I don't really know if the Big Ten will ultimately make any drastic changes. I know that you know coming into the season, we knew that Ohio State was going to be the Big Ten's best chance to get a team in the college football playoff. And no matter what happens, they probably still are, right? So it's, uh, I know that the discussion of whether or not you've got enough data points for Ohio State is going to be a big concern here, especially from the selection committee. But there are other ways to get that extra data point with the Big Ten schedule the way it is. You know, Obviously, they were going to have their Big Ten championship game, but they're also supposed to have that full weekend of crossover matchups or maybe makeup matchups. I don't know exactly what those details are. The Big Ten hasn't really shared any information on how they're going to go about that just yet. Uh, surprise, surprise, the Big Ten kind of falling behind on that ball. But I, I do think that you still will have a good opportunity for Ohio State to have a good quality data point opportunity at the end of the year, whether it's a Big Ten championship game or a crossover game against maybe Wisconsin or Iowa, both teams are in the top 25, according to the selection committee. So Ohio State still has a good opportunity for one final data point before the final selection is made by the selection committee. But you don't think you don't think that what Barry Alvarez is saying in that the Big Ten needs to consider it's it really what is Kevin. I mean, it's. It was a self-imposed arbitrary mandate of playing any you know, other percentage of the, the games. They, I mean, yes, it would be playing favoritism for Ohio State, but the ACC just did the same thing. I mean, the ACC just wiped out the December 12th games for Clemson and Notre Dame because they're protecting their assets. I, I don't, I, I don't know why the Big Ten wouldn't consider doing something as even as drastic as that because. Isn't that the reason why the Big Ten came back was to give Ohio State a chance to essentially, right? I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, but to give Ohio State a chance to win a national championship. Well, let's be clear. The Big Ten didn't come back just so Ohio State has a chance to win a national championship. The Big Ten <laughs> came back. The, the Big Ten came back for money, TV yeah, yeah. money, and yeah, and yes, getting a team in the college football playoff. There is a huge financial incentive to having that slice of the pie, because that is a pretty darn generous slice of the pie if you can get a team in there, uh, let alone if you get two teams in there, like the ACC has kind of staked their claim. Uh, they've made their move. You know, Interesting to see how that plays out. But there is no question that you know, the, getting a team in the college football playoff, we've discussed it before, Matt, uh, that is a lot of revenue that can come into your conference's uh, revenue stream. And this year, especially this year, 
uh, even programs in these power conferences that get these big revenue shares, they're hurting right now financially with everything that's been going on and understandably so. So that's why you come back to play football for as many games as you're trying to play. You get on TV, get those TV uh, deals uh, to pay out whatever they're going to be paying out. You know, get every bit that you can. You know, I, I live by the motto of get money. Uh, the Big Ten's trying to get money. <laughs> and uh, that's the big reason why they came in. That's why a lot of these conferences ultimately came back if you were really getting into it. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, it, it and by contrast, you know, Greg Sankey uh, did an interview today with Dennis Dodd over at CBS or on Wednesday and was asked flatly about you know, the ACC adjusting its schedule for Clemson and Notre Dame. And Greg Sankey sort of took a, a not-so-veiled shot at the ACC and said, we came back to play 10 games, to play a full schedule. And money's a big part of that. They want to make sure they fill every TV window for their television partners. Uh, there's obviously TV revenue with every game played. And then obviously, as you mentioned, the data points are significant because I, I think the, the more, I don't think, I mean, this is pretty obvious, the more games you play, the more data the committee has to evaluate the more likely you are to get teams into the playoffs. So I just, I think every, look, you and I talked about this probably the first episode we did where th this season is an illustration for everybody of how broken the structure of college football is and that it's literally, it's just all of these fiefdoms where there is no one universal structure. It's every conference and really every school within the conference making its own determinations about how they want to proceed. And I think everyone has to look out for their best interest. If I'm the Big Ten, I'm making sure Ohio State's in my Big Ten championship game if they're undefeated, however I have to do that. Now, will they? I think that's probably a very different, maybe a very different answer. Speaking of looking out for your best interests, let's not just overlook the fact that this quote comes from Barry Alvarez, athletics director at Wisconsin, <laughs> just days after Northwestern lost a football game, uh, kind of opening up the door. If you're going to reevaluate the Big Ten Championship Selection Committee or selection process, you know, Wisconsin's sitting there with one loss. All they need is another Northwestern loss and uh, Wisconsin uh, to keep winning games. And Wisconsin uh, could be in that Big Ten championship game. So let's not just take that okay. and just completely dismiss it. You know, obviously, Barry Alvarez, I do think he's he's speaking in good faith. I don't think he's trying to wiggle Wisconsin's way into the Big Ten title game. I do think a lot of the focus is rightfully so on Ohio State and the playoff picture. But, you know, that's just the, the one takeaway that I had when ah. I saw that Barry Alvarez is talking about changing the Big Ten championship situation. That is a very interesting point. And I wouldn't, by the way, would not put it all past the guy whose coach left before the Rose Bowl, so he appointed himself coach so he could go win a Rose Bowl. Like, by the way, That's they right. lost that game. I would not put it past Barry Alvarez at all. But you know what? Maybe Barry Alvarez, like the rest of us, just needs some time to chill. And there's no better beer to grab than ice-cold Coors Light the beer that is literally made to chill. It's cold lagered and cold filtered, cold packaged, cold and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Whether you're watching your favorite team, kicking your feet up after a long day of work, when you need to exhale and get some you time after the go, 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 make sure that it's ice cold Coors Light. Yeah, and you always want to make sure that that fridge is stocked up with Coors Light. And the best part is, you know, probably don't want to go anywhere right now, right? Matt, you probably don't want to get out of your pajamas on a Thursday night and go and go to the distributor, load up on your Coors Light. All you got to do is get out your phone, get out your computer, get out your tablet, go to get.coorslight.com, and you can find out how you can get Coors Light in the new package delivered straight to your door. So when you want to hit the reset button like Matt and I do, 
when we choose online, we hit the Coors Light. And of course, you can reach for the beer that's made to chill. And of course, always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Remember to tune in Friday on the Locked On College Football Podcast. Have a full preview and any other craziness that happens in the next 24 hours of week 14 of the college football season. We'll give you our thoughts on week 14 coming up here in our final segment. But, Kevin, I wanted to to propose this to you. If let's assume that it is, let's assume it's December the 20th. Let's assume we are uh, the, the college football playoff selection committee. We're in our palatial resort in Grapevine, Texas, and we're just about to swing open the doors and hand the golden envelope to Reese Davis on the ESPN selection show. What is, what do you feel like is the most likely college football playoff scenario? All right. Well, first and foremost, let's get this out of the way. I don't think Alabama's losing a game. Okay. So I think that they will hold firm onto the top spot in the college football playoff. Just another year for Alabama, right? Uh, so second, and uh, I believe that Notre Dame is a really good team. I think they've earned their way into the, AC, um, the ACC championship game, obviously. But I do think that even if they lose to Clemson, which I think they will do with Trevor Lawrence healthy, I think that Clemson and Notre Dame both get into the playoff. Because I, I don't think that this committee is going to knock either team too much for losing to the other team, especially given the circumstances for Clemson with their loss against Notre Dame. And I think in the ACC title game, as long as Notre Dame keeps it close, I think they're going to be feeling pretty good about their chances of hearing their name from the selection committee. So what do you do with that fourth spot, right? We just talked about it in the last segment. I think Ohio State's going to find a way to get into this playoff, probably as that four seed. But I think the selection committee is going to give Ohio State a little bit of a benefit of the doubt when it comes time to making that final call. Don't really know exactly how many games Ohio State's going to have under their belt, but I do think Ohio State will be that fourth team. Okay, so you have Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, the the exact four that it is now just maybe in some different order, potentially. I, I might flip-flop Notre Dame and Clemson. Okay. Um, certainly, I would feel like putting Clemson ahead of Notre Dame with the ACC title game. But okay. I think Alabama's firm at number one, and I think Ohio State, the only way they would get in is if they're number four. Okay. Ohio State currently is 4-0. and By the way, I agree with your first three. Bama's not losing. I think Clemson does beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. And although this is unprecedented because we have never had a year in the playoff where a team has lost its conference championship game and gotten in, I think Notre Dame will, because they've already beaten Clemson this year by that by virtue of that, they're also Notre Dame and mostly for the lack of a better option. Here's where I'd go with it. Ohio State's played four games. Do they play, I'll ask you, do they play Michigan State this weekend? 
Yeah, I don't think I'm very confident that they're going to play Michigan State this weekend. Okay. So that means they would max out at five if they play Michigan next week. Do you think Ohio State plays Michigan next week? Yes, I know Michigan just canceled this weekend's game against Maryland, but I do think uh, Ohio State and Michigan will find a way to play that game. See, the the really tough part with the Big Ten in their 21-day quarantine or, or rule is I don't know how Michigan's available to play. If they're not available to play this week, how could they possibly be available next week? Now, I'll I'll default to you. You you cover the Big Ten, and let's say they find a way to get that game. That's still just five. Data points have to matter. Like, do I think Ohio State is one of the four best teams in college football? Yes, I do. But if that's all that mattered, why do we play a season? Why do we bother playing games if the committee can just arbitrarily say, I think you, 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 you are the best, so you're the four. Playing games has to matter. And five games, even if Ohio State plays Michigan and then in the following week manages one of the cross-divisional games that you were referencing, gets to six, I still don't believe six is going to be enough when the alternative, in my opinion, is going to be Texas A&M. Florida, I think, loses to Alabama in the SEC championship game. That means Florida's got two losses and a recent loss. They're out, and they've got a head-to-head loss with A&M, which means you're looking at a 9-1 and Texas A&M team or a six-win Ohio State team. Playing four extra games has got to matter. It just does. So I think that is going to be a doomsday, puke-worthy uh, – scenario for a lot of college football fans to have two ACC and two SEC teams in but I think that's how it's got to go unless Ohio State has got to get into the Big Ten championship game if they can't have the feather in their cap that the data point of saying Big Ten champion I with limited games I don't know how they get in I don't know how you justify putting in a team that's played four or five or six games without being a champion. Let me ask you this. How many games does Ohio State have to play in order for you to change your mind that they're not one of the four best teams? I told, you I, day, think, I told you I think they're one of the four best. Right. But I but can't was, justify what, putting them in. For the same reason when the Pac-12 started, remember, do you remember, I know you remember what I said. I said I would rather puke on my, like vomit on myself than right. see a, a, a 6-0 and Pac-10 team in the playoff. Well, the same is true for Ohio State or anybody else that's going to play four or five fewer games. Why are we going to put a team in the playoff that's basically fresh? Let's play five fewer games. I, I, I just, I, I can't do it. And I, I don't think that when the committee, when push comes to shove, and the committee's evaluating an Ohio State team that maxes out at six games, it's not going to be enough. And I'm just playing devil's advocate with yeah. you because I, I agree with everything you're saying. I do think that the games that you play, they have to mean something. So I guess the, the question is, how much do you value Ohio State's uh, season per win versus whatever Texas A&M is going to have? Uh, you know, Texas A&M is sitting there at the end of the year, nine and one. Uh, they're already, what, number five in the playoff rankings. They're sitting in a really good spot. <laughs> and yeah. I would certainly not argue with you over Texas A&M being in and Ohio State being out, given all these circumstances that are out there, especially if Ohio State, let's say if Ohio State doesn't play another game this year, then I think they're done. But, you know, you, you, we mentioned the data points. 
even if Ohio State's not in the Big Ten championship game, they still get an opportunity for they likely still get an opportunity for a good quality data point at the end of the year. It may not be a Big Ten championship, but you could be talking about a crossover matchup with, say, Wisconsin, although Wisconsin might be playing Minnesota. We'll see how that all plays out or Iowa. Both those teams in the top 25, according to the selection committee. So while it may not be a win against whatever Northwestern may be ranked at the end of the year, uh, assuming that they don't lose a game, this is a and still an opportunity for Ohio state to blow the doors off of whoever they're playing and make that one final statement at the end of the year. Again, how many games have they played? How much does that stack up against whatever Texas A&M has going or, you know, Florida doesn't lose game or maybe I I don't know, but I I think Ohio state still is in dangerous territory. It's not comfortable. It's not Mm -hmm. a comfortable spot to be. I'm actually more comfortable with Texas A&M spot right now than I am Ohio state, but Ohio state's really on thin ice right now. A&M's got to beat Auburn. This weekend on the road. We'll talk about if they can do that in the rest of week 14 when we wrap up Locked on College Football. Your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're going to talk about some of the college games that are coming up. But if you want to get an NFL fix, you got to check out Locked On NFL Sunday. Looking for a Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth? Check out the Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. No sketches, no celebrity cameos, no fluff, just football every Sunday morning with host Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to Locked On Live on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Don't forget to turn on those notifications so you're notified every time the show goes live every Sunday morning, beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern. All right, let's talk about week 14. Um, I am very curious in this morning's slate. Now, remains to be seen if Ohio State and Michigan State play this weekend. If they do, that game is in East Lansing. Do you think the Buckeyes would have – it's still on the schedule – do you think the Buckeyes would have any trouble with that football game? I really don't think so. Assuming this game is played, I know Michigan State just got that big win against Northwestern. Uh, kind of feeling, you know, Northwestern uh, looked a little shaky, but Michigan State has risen to the occasion against yeah. some of those rock teams. You know, but they beat Michigan, they beat Northwestern. That's all they've got to go for them. But those are both ranked wins at the time that that game was played. So, yeah, Ohio State's not one of those ranked teams. Ohio State is certainly in a different class. I don't think Ohio State's second team would struggle with this Michigan State team. So I think Ohio State, if this game's played, wins and wins very comfortably. Agreed. Um, the morning slate central time, uh, noon Eastern, it, there's some really significant matchups, including the one we just referenced with Texas A&M on the Plains at Auburn. Auburn coming off a blowout loss against Alabama. But in Jordan-Hare, this is always a tough place to play. This is just a touchdown spread. A&M's just a touchdown road favorite here over Auburn. Yeah, I kind of like Auburn at home to to cover. I'm not going to take them to win. I'm not that not that daring just yet, but I just know know what to expect from Auburn on a week to week basis. And you follow in the SEC, I'm sure you kind of realize this. But I mean, Auburn can look really good one week and then look mediocre the next. This is probably somewhere in between because this Texas A&M defense is pretty legit. And I know you saw that with LSU last weekend, but uh, this Texas A&M defense is very good. I don't think they're going to have too much of a problem containing what Auburn's going to try and do. So I think Texas A&M gets out of there, but I think they're going to have to battle for it a little bit. 
Auburn's best two running backs have been injured. No telling if they how close to full strength they'll be. And I just I don't trust Bo Nix with his arm. That A and M defense is is too good. I like A and M there. Um, also significant, Oklahoma State on the road at TCU. Now this isn't playoff significant, but it is Big Twelve championship significant for Oklahoma State. This is going to surprise some people. It's just a two and a half point spread with the fifteenth ranked Cowboys on the road at the unranked Horned Frogs. Yeah, I can never seem to pick TCU correctly. So they can, they can, can any do of us the pick anything? Of can, can any of us pick anything correctly this year? It's just such yeah. a weird year. That's a good point. And Oklahoma State certainly should be the favorite here, but you know, there's just something about a Gary Patterson coach team in Fort Worth that makes it pretty difficult. So, and especially in this Big Twelve conference, you know, home field advantage can come to your advantage a yeah. little bit. So, I think Oklahoma State's in some trouble here. I, I would not be surprised if they lose, but you know, a win puts them that much closer to an Iowa State Oklahoma State Big Twelve <laughs> championship game. Who saw that one coming? Just like we all drew it up. Now, I did before the season go against the Oklahoma grain. I picked Texas to win the Big 12 this year. Um, I just, I really thought without the veteran quarterback replacing Jalen Hurts, you know, Spencer Rattler with all the hype, I just didn't think it was going to be Oklahoma's year. I thought they'd regress, but I thought Texas would be that team. I certainly didn't think we'd be talking about Oklahoma State and, and Iowa State in a Big 12 championship game. I, I do think, though, Chuba Hubbard is just is the difference there. He is the difference making player, and I think they find a way to get, the Oklahoma State finds a way to get it done on the road. Um, does Notre Dame have any trouble at home with Syracuse? Nope. Uh, I'm nope. Coastal Carolina and Liberty is teetering as well, but Coastal's an undefeated team. They're at home against one loss Liberty. Um, do you have a strong feeling one way or another there? I really like Coastal Carolina. They've been so fun to watch this year. If you haven't watched Coastal Carolina yet, what are you waiting for? Game day is going to be there this week. So this is a big spotlight opportunity for them. I, I, you mentioned the Liberty issue. We don't know if Liberty is going to play that game. It looks like Coastal Carolina is already working on a backup plan to play BYU. If that happens, I would sign up for that game too. But this Coastal Carolina team, man, they are fun to watch. And they're just bulldozing everybody they play. Liberty is going to be a pretty good team if they're able to play. But you know, this Coastal Carolina team, they're for real in that Sun Belt. I will take Liberty if the game is played. I Ooh, love okay. Malik Willis, uh, Auburn transfer quarterback, and I think Hugh Freeze is just a better coach than everybody he's been against. They've already won uh, two games against uh, ACC opponents and was this close to making it three. Um, I would pick Liberty in the upset on the road if that game is, in fact, played. Real quick, I think Malik Willis was one of the guys. Did he test positive, or was it rumored right. that he's being if, tested? If Malik Willis doesn't play, I changed my pick. Yeah, I was going to say, we might want to double-check the headlines yeah. just to be sure on that one. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't quote me on this, but I thought I saw that headline. So, obviously, Liberty's in a weird situation right now. Uh, West Virginia at Iowa State, that's the other one that's super significant for the Big 12 championship. Uh, do you think Iowa State's in trouble at home in Ames? Yeah, West Virginia can play. Uh, certainly, I don't think Iowa State blows the doors off of West Virginia. So I, I do think Iowa State's in a pretty good spot, though. I think playing at home, I think the way they've been playing, I, I would not bet against them this week. But you know, West Virginia hanging around potentially could happen. I'm going to pick West Virginia to pull the upset. I like Jared okay. Dagey. I like West Virginia. I like Neil Brown in that offense. I think their athletes travel. I think West Virginia beats Iowa State, causing chaos in the Big 12, in the Big 10, Indiana at Wisconsin. What you got? I like Wisconsin really much. Uh, Michael Panix Jr. done for the season. Unfortunate for Indiana, yeah. the quarterback. And that, I'm very curious to see how that's going to play out. Uh, obviously, going in with Jack Tuttle as the quarterback is not quite the same thing, although he's not bad. It's just the fact that you're going up against one of the better defensive teams in the Big Ten. 
Also, Wisconsin looking for a big rebound after their last loss to Northwestern. Graham Mertz, uh, three interceptions. That's not going to happen again. So, Indiana, although Indiana leads the Big Ten in interceptions on defense. So, I actually didn't realize that until I looked that up earlier this week. But I I don't think Wisconsin's going to have too much of a problem, even with a really good Indiana team. If Michael Penix were playing, I would have picked Indiana, but I'm not going to pick a backup quarterback to go into Camp Randall and win. Uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech, that's that's at Lane Stadium in Blacksburg. Any trouble for Clemson? I don't think so. Not with a spot in the ACC championship on the line. Clemson wins. They are in. They will face Notre Dame. Uh, if Clemson happens to lose Virginia Tech, the door is still open for Miami, but we're not mm. going to waste too much time going that because Clemson's going to win this game. Bama at LSU. Can you uh, believe I, I, what this game was <laughs> a year ago and what it is now with a 29-and-a-half-point spread? That is insane to me, that line. I mean, I know that LSU is having a rough year, and Alabama is certainly looking like the best year, best team in the country. 29-and-a-half-point uh, spread, that is almost unheard of in this series, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> when was the last time we had that much disparity between these two programs? And really, in just a really short amount of time. I mean, I, I think the biggest spread in recent memory was probably 2017 when LSU went to Tuscaloosa. Um, but it's no, I mean, so a four touchdown, 30 point line is just, it's hard to even comprehend. But it's been that kind of year in Baton Rouge. And you know what? I think Bama covers the number two. You know what? I would not bet against Alabama in any line right yeah. now. Uh, sorry to you LSU folks out there. <laughs> but, uh, what about what about Washington State at USC? The last hope for – it's a Sunday game, by the way. The only hope, really, for the Pac-12 is somehow getting an undefeated USC team. Yeah, that's true. USC's still out there, but uh, they've played some close games this year. So I would love Washington State and a 13-point advantage or you know, point spread in their favor. Uh, I'm sorry. 13 points in USC's favor, but I'm taking those points if I'm Washington State, and I would bear with it because I don't think there's any way that USC covers a game this year. Uh, Washington State, then UCLA. UCLA's or USC's looking at a 5-0 and record, potential Pac-12 championship game to six. Why are we having the same conversation yeah. about Ohio <laughs> State that we're having about Ohio, about Ohio State with USC? It's just data points. The game's got to matter. We'll see. It's, I mean... Ohio State's played one more game than SC, and there's this massive disparity in the rankings because of perception. So I I think Washington State or UCLA could do us all a favor, just beat USC so we'd be done with this conversation, but it's a conversation that that persists nonetheless. All right, week 14. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I will say one thing. I know the Rose Bowl is going to be one of those semifinal games this year, but it's a shame that we're going to miss out on a 5-0 Ohio State versus a 5-0 USC in the Rose Bowl, right? <laughs> Uh, on that note, we will bid you all adieu on another wacky Locked On College football episode. He's Kevin. I'm Matt. We'll see you next week here on our edition of Locked On College Football, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.